0: Have you ever wondered how a crisis could destroy your brand, leaving a negative and lasting impression on your buyers? Welcome to Tell Me Something Good About Retail, the podcast of The Retail Doctor, and I'm your host, Bob Fibbs. Remember the Tylenol scandal from the 80s? What if that had been your brand? Or how about if your employees were on an embarrassing viral video that was circling the globe? On this episode, I'm talking to Melissa Agnes about containing and stopping the spread of a retail crisis. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Well, I have to ask the obvious. So how did you start art in crisis management strategist? You might have had that on your uh, wish list when you were in fourth grade, but my guess is it evolved from something else. So um,
1: (laughs) I did not have it on my wish list. My (laughs) wish list was to teach, actually. Um, Ah, Okay which I do now. So, you know, all of those points hit. But yeah, so I started in this nearly a decade ago when um, organizations were kind of just getting on the social media bandwagon. The whole rah-rah of, you know, social media is wonderful and we all should be doing this. And the way that my brain works, the way that I'm kind of wired is that I see risk everywhere. Um, I quickly go from identifying risk to without kind of, consciously realizing it to categorizing it as an issue versus a, is it a crisis and then seeing mitigation strategies and then opportunity through mitigation so I remember one morning reading up on at the time um, I was an entrepreneur doing social media strategy and just kind of web digital branding strategy um, for organizations for companies and I remember one morning in particular where you know catching up on my morning reading and my brain just kind of started going, what about all of the risk? Everybody's so excited about social media and about tech and digital and mobile technology, and yet nobody's talking about the risk that it presents. Meanwhile, then my brain goes to, and the risk is so easy to kind of, at that time, not so much anymore, but at that time, so easy to mitigate or overcome or not be susceptible to if they start talking about it. And then, once you get to that kind of level, there is unprecedented opportunity through, you know, the mitigation of that risk. It's kind of the pattern that my brain took, and from there, I became aware of the fact that crisis management was a thing, and that just kind of fed into you know, the wiring of who I am. So I just kept absorbing everything that I could on the subject for about a year and realizing that anybody in this space was not talking about or addressing all of the changes in society, which were tech-based. Well, when you say that,
0: yeah, you say crisis readiness, so I just remember back, um, who was it, Del Taco or Taco Bell or somebody, and uh, some kid thinks it's funny to post pictures of him um, licking the taco shells in the mm-hmm. restaurant. Would you call that uh, a crisis?
1: <laughs> so so that's interesting. That's a great question. Because, oh, because in 2009, the first incident like that happened when two employees at a Conover, North Carolina, um, restaurant Domino's restaurant branch um, recorded themselves doing disgusting things to the food before it went out on to delivery. I that. and That's right. So that one was first being the first of its kind. So in 2009, a couple, a few things happened that kind of changed the landscape for crisis management indefinitely, and that was one of them. So that being the first of its kind you know, everybody was outraged. Everybody was in shock and just mortified. And Domino's, because it was the first of its kind, Dominoes didn't realize that in order for effective, successful crisis management to occur today, you need to both take the right actions to resolve the incident and to overcome and, you know, right, wrongs and all that. You also need to simultaneously be communicating effectively with every single stakeholder group that matters. And well, that's because, the hard part,
0: right? Is keeping those organized because you want to say, "Oh, you know, we've taken steps to address that." But for a global brand, um, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, didn't that location close
1: yes. ultimately? So that's what I was going to say: is that oh. Domino's took every Domino's took every correct action in terms of those actions in in that action category. They closed down. The um, restaurant for sanitization, they prosecuted the two, you know, offending individuals, they revamped and looked at their policies to see how we can we prevent certain things like this from happening again, they did everything right behind the scenes. But because it was the first of its kind, they didn't know that the times had changed and that they needed to communicate what they were doing in order for people you know, across the country who were going, oh, my God, I'm not going <laughs> to order from Domino's anymore. Exactly. And Domino's doesn't care because they're not even responding to this. Meanwhile, they were. They just weren't communicating their response. As a result of that, Domino's stock price dropped by 10 percent and that um, individual store location closed down indefinitely. So, all so the risks
0: are like, really high, and this was just the first because I think it also emboldened employees to do more too, didn't it, Melissa? I mean, I know that doesn't sound great, but you know, yeah. disgruntled employees. I think somebody they had videos of like employees throwing new iPhones at Walmart or something, or iPads around in the back in the warehouse and breaking them. I mean, it's 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 happening. It and and
1: human factor is always a risk, but I do want to.